Another edition, the first one in December of the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. We begin right here in Putnam County. We head over to Baxter to speak with head coach Dana McWilliams, state championship winner, state tournament perennial contender. Coach McWilliams, a uh, couple games under your belt, some good wins uh, so far, but obviously extremely early in the season. Uh, how are you feeling here just after the Thanksgiving holiday about where your team is at so far? Well, we feel pretty good about where we're at to this point. We would you know, like to maybe get a couple more games under our belt before we can really see where we're at for the season. But overall, I think it's been a good start to the year. Obviously, you cannot replace one-for-one what some of uh, the girls you lost were able to do. Abigail, in particular, sticks out. But how do you go about, as a team, as you've obviously had to do it several times, replacing uh, or finding those things uh, with a new team? Well, it's always a challenge when you have great players that uh, graduate from your program. You know, we lost. Abigail Johnson, who was a Miss Basketball finalist, and also lost Jayla Cobb, who was uh, very good uh, for us uh, all four years also. Those two are hard to replace. So, you know, it, it's a different style, honestly, that we're having to uh, to play this year. You know, obviously Abigail was a, a, such a strong post presence inside. So we've, we've changed it up a little bit uh, on how we're playing. And uh, so just still trying to, you know, fit some pieces together. So far, what have you learned about your team in wins, I believe, against Summertown and Wilson Central? What are some good things you've seen from your team, uh, and what are some areas where you feel like this team really still has to grow and get better here early in the season? Well, you know, I've been happy with our our effort. You know, these kids play so hard. We lost also um, Maggie Butler, who was a starter for us all summer long. Uh, looking, We were looking forward to her having a great uh, sophomore season this year and, and she's out with an ACL so we've we've had to adjust with that too so I, I've really been pleased with you know just how tough mentally uh, they are that you know we've had a lot of things uh, have to get through and, and we've um, they, they've played really hard in every game and I think defensively um, you know we've played solid every single game I think uh, our depth it was has been a big uh, help so far up until this point in the season so you know i think we got to continue to work continue to uh get a feel for exactly how we want to play and how we fit together um in different pieces but uh, overall i'm really pleased something obviously that a lot of schools especially smaller ones struggle with is sharing athletes the volleyball team this year made a pretty deep run to the state tournament and very excited for them. But how did that kind of affect you guys early on? And, and how long do you feel like it ta- it has taken or is taking to kind of get them from volleyball shape, volleyball mindset into that uh, more basketball framework and, and shape? Well, we, we have Cora Bass who played on the volleyball team, who was a, a big part of their success on the a volleyball team too and, and she just you know but the biggest thing is trying to get yourself in basketball shape it's totally different volleyball and basketball and as far as what kind of conditioning you need and, and where you need to be but you know we, we were super excited for our volleyball team to make it to the state tournament again so i think that's the second time and uh for the volleyball program to make it to the state so you know that's that's just one of those things you, you got to be happy about you can't worry about it and uh, you know when cora can uh, 
get back and get get herself in shape and get get where we need to be, I think she'll fit in nicely. All right, Coach Dana McWilliams, Lady Bees basketball coach. Before we let you go, you've got a a, a big time matchup on Friday night. Uh, you're going to take on uh, Summit, a, another program that's obviously had a lot of success across uh, girls sports, whether it's basketball, volleyball, uh, ba- uh, softball, anything like that. What are you looking for in that game against a really good Summit team back there in Baxter? Well, we know that anytime you play them, they're going to be prepared and they're going to be ready to play. And, you know, for us, we're just excited to finally get a home game. You know, we haven't played at home yet this year, so we're really excited for that. But we're expecting, you know, a great competition with Summit. Got a lot of respect for their program. So we're we're looking forward to it. And Coach Dana McWilliams, Upperman Lady Bees, as they prep for yet another campaign to try to go back to the Murphy Center, back to the Glass House, and bring home another state title. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you on the High School Playbook, an all-basketball show to York and Jamestown. Staying on the girls' side of action here across the UC, Michael Green, York Institute girls basketball coach, joining us now. Coach Green, uh, you know, I think the thing that first and foremost stands out on paper is not having uh, any seniors on this year's team. Now, that's maybe long-term a bit of a benefit, but but this year it certainly adds an element of difficulty. Uh, what is that like for you as a coach to, to look up and down the roster and not see any uh, any seniors? It's a first. Uh, you know, we got uh, we got three juniors too, so, we're, you know, our junior class is not real big. Uh, losing three seniors from last year's team, uh, you know, Gabby, Ellie, and, and Emmy. Uh, and this is the, the weirdest thing is this is my first year without Gabby and Ellie. We all came in together, mm. you know. So uh, so this is the first year that I've been here without those two, uh, you know. And like you said, future-wise, it's, you know, it's great. Got a lot, you know, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores. Uh, time being-wise, it's, uh, you know, we, we may struggle early on, but we've got to, you know, we've got to use this time to, to, to fix the small stuff and, uh, you know, hopefully – toward the end of the season, be, be a much improved team. One of the other things that, that shifts and changes this year is the new district you guys uh, go into. You always love a higher level of competition, but it uh, certainly also uh, makes that schedule a whole lot more difficult. Uh, as you mentioned kind of before we got started, could lose in the district tournament or could go all the way back to state. That's how difficult this district and this region can be. Uh, how do you kind of – begin to prepare for that just in general the higher level of competition night in and night out uh smith county smith county's moved over to to this district i think they'll be a great team uh watertown's moved in uh jackson county and monterey's still there so it's going to be a more competitive uh district than what we've been in the last two years for sure uh the first district game's not till january and uh, the way we're going to prepare for our district is by playing probably the toughest schedule in the state of Tennessee. Any classification, uh, you know, those first 13, 14 games before our first district tournament, uh, you know, we're starting off with Gatlinburg-Pittman first game of the season. And they're, you know, they're a top, probably top two, top three team in AA just instantly. Didn't lose anybody. State tournament favorites. Uh, and early on, we've got teams like Blackman, Knox Catholic, uh, Oakdale, Cookville. Or not Oakdale, sorry, uh, Oakland. Uh, 
numerous 4A teams, and not just 4A teams, really good 4A teams, uh, you know, really good double-A teams. We're going to be ready by, you know, by, by, by the time our district tournament – or district – I guess season rolls around in January. We're going to know what we are. We, you know, we may have a great record. We may have a terrible record, but we're, you know, we're going to get tougher one way or the other. You also mentioned before we got on here, you know, trying to shake things up a little bit, change maybe some of the things that you guys do. Uh, how do you go about implementing that while also making sure that uh, obviously you're not sending a team out there that's. Uh, highly confused about what they need to be doing on the floor. Well, the, you know, that's that's the reason. Uh, I feel like the last two years, I feel like if, if we, our offense had, had not been so stagnant by the time we got to the state tournament, uh, I feel like we uh, we would have been state champs maybe two years in a row. Uh, but we didn't have – we didn't have uh, – you know, you get on a deep run, you make a deep run, you got a lot of set plays. Those set plays are on film. Coaches knows what are coming. Of course, they still got to stop it. Uh, it's much easier the deeper you go if you can kind of freelance a little bit more. Uh, so I'm trying now, uh, since we are so young, I feel like now is the best time. We're going, we're going to try to put in a little, uh, little more structured freelance to uh, hopefully benefit us as we go on down the season. The downside of that is, it's going to take some time, you know. And it may be, you know, it may be two weeks, it may be two months. Uh, but you know, I've told the girls, I said, one way or another, we're going to get this down. I said, we've not won a championship since I've been here. Tired of getting beat. We got to mix it up. We got to try some new stuff, and uh, you know, hopefully we can get it down sooner rather than later. Uh, but I don't think any of these other teams are going to take it easy on us because they're, they're worried about us. You know, they want to be nice to us because we're trying to put in some new stuff. One of the other things that you, that you have the unique benefit of doing is coaching volleyball and basketball. A lot of your volleyball girls uh, move with you to the basketball court uh, for the Dragonettes season on the hardwood. How does that help you when looking to implement things like that and just your familiarity with them as athletes and as people, much less as basketball players? Uh, really not. Uh, you know, volleyball-wise, it's kind of – basketball players went to volleyball. Uh, you know what I mean? Fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. volleyball uh, – Yeah, volleyball, we didn't, yeah, yeah, we didn't have uh, – we didn't even know – we still don't know much. But uh, it's honestly – I think it's uh, – you know, it's kind of it's, – it's hurt us a little bit, you know, conditioning-wise. Uh, we're, you know, we're not in the type of condition that we'd like to be in. And, you know, that's my that's my fault on that end because we're doing the volleyball stuff and we've only got four that, that don't play volleyball. Mm -hmm. And they're the only ones really getting any conditioning because we're having to concentrate on, you know, on our volleyball practice daily. So that, to me, that's been a struggle. Uh, you know, especially this year. So we're going we're gonna to have to make some changes with that. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, Hopefully, hopefully we can get in, in better condition here. But like you know, this the first couple of weeks, man. Maybe the first month or two is going to be going to be a little bit of a struggle. But that, the good thing is, how you know, when you get that adversity, it's going to tell us who we want here, who we can grow with these next couple of years. Because you know, you don't want people when they hit a little adversity, you know, wanting to quit, wanting to give up. You know, you want fighters, and that's what that's what we've been since I've been here. We've had a bunch of fighters, and you know, if you start off 0 and 2, 0 and 3, something like that, you want a team that's going to buckle down. You want to you want to find your players that are going they're going to battle with you, not give up. 
Last but certainly not least, every position when there's only five out there at a time on the floor is important, but maybe nothing more important, especially if you're going to freelance some offense than your point guard. How nice is it to have a point guard uh, like Reese Beatty out there who's had some experience and obviously as a junior is only going to continue to get more experience? Yeah, oh, it's great. I mean, anytime you have a player like her, uh, unselfish, I need her to be more selfish. She's going to have to be more selfish. She's going to have to look for her shot you know, more than she has, you know, the previous two years that she's been here. And we've got, you know, Rayleigh Werner is, uh, she's capable of running the point as well. And that's going to happen a lot this year as well. Uh, you know, a lot of times she doesn't get the recognition that she deserves because, you know, Reese got spotlight, Reese got spotlight. You know, we're going to be running Rayleigh at the point a lot this year. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be working Reese down in the post and, uh, you know, shooting guard different, different areas like that. But uh, having two, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's extremely beneficial because you know a lot of teams. If we don't have if we don't have another ball handler, any of these smart teams are going to send two at Reese and make her give the ball up. Well, if you don't have anybody else to handle the ball against pressure, you know you're hurt. Luckily, we've got we've got Rayleigh, and we're hoping you know another one of the two of these girls can step up and uh, you know help handle some of that pressure. But uh, just a floor general, you know, Reese she she's older than her years. Uh, you know, I'm comfortable with her giving feedback, you know, you don't want all your players giving feedback to other players, you know, because sometimes that's not good. Uh, it's not good feedback, but she knows what we want. She knows how we do things. She knows how we work. Uh, so it's just like, you know, having another coach on the floor and, I, and hoping a couple of these other girls can kind of, you know, follow her footsteps. Like, this is how you do it if you want to be great. So uh, it, it's just it's great to have her on the floor. Michael Green and a team without a senior. That is the Lady Dragons of York Institute on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Dustin Sullivan, the Van Buren boys head coach, also the athletic director at Van Buren County High School. Coach Sullivan, I'm, I'm rather excited to get to talk to you about the sport that you, you coach versus just athletic director responsibilities. How excited are you uh, to be back in another basketball season feels like last year just came to an end up two three weeks ago. It, it, it's it, it's kind of like summer for teachers, man. It goes by so fast. Uh, it, it really does just feel like uh, you know that was just you know a couple of weeks ago since we finished up. But we are. I, I'm excited. I'm always a little bit anxious. Uh, you know to kind of see if what you've been working on kind of you know is ready to go. You never feel like there's enough time to get everything ready before the first game. But uh, I'm excited that it's here. You can only practice against your guys so much where you want to go, you know, battle somebody else. Yeah, how excited are you to coach against somebody else? How excited does this team seem to be to line up and, and, and kind of play somebody else, see some other colors and some other names on jerseys? Yeah, yeah, they're thrilled for it. You know, we've, we we had a, a couple of scrimmages uh, where, where they've got to do that, uh, you know, but they're – they're always asking, you know, when's the first real game? When, when do they, you know, when does it start and it counts? You, you know, so uh, so so they're they're excited for it. Uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know, we'll get on the road here in, in less than an hour, actually, and and uh, and head to Oakdale. Coach, you talked about, you know, one thing to see it in practice, one thing to to think you're going to be good at something, uh, but of course, real games teach you a whole other lesson. What are you seeing in practice from this team early on that gives you confidence coming off of a sectional or a sub-state run last year? Uh, well, I think they're coachable. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know we've got uh, we lost a lot, so we've got a lot of guys uh, that are going to be in new roles. 
Uh, a lot of guys that, you know, that, that haven't got to play a lot of minutes in the past that are anxious to, you know, get to be out on the floor and, and be a part of the production. And, uh, so they've been, they've been very receptive. They've been coachable. Uh, they, they, they work hard and, uh, they've been, they've been a lot of fun to be around so far. So, so that's, uh, so that's exciting to see. Coaches tell you all the time, you know, early on in a season, uh, there's always one side of the ball or another side of the ball you feel like you're you're leaning on, right? Early on in the season, do you feel like this is a team that's going to have to depend on and lean on their defense, or is it more going to come on the offensive end and, and work itself up defensively? I would think that generally most people would tell you, you know, early on that, you know, their offense is probably behind their defense. I'm, I'm not sure that that's the case. Uh, for this team and for us, we've spent a lot more time on our offense uh, because we need to be consistent. And there's been a lot more uh, roles to kind of hash out what everybody needs to do. So if I had to put one over the other, I'd, I'd say that our offense is probably ahead of our defense. But now it remains to be seen whether or not we will be consistent in that regard and, and actually do it. Yeah, Coach, you also brought up the fact that you guys lost a lot from that run last year. It was a a great run. It was an amazing team. But now who are the names that we've got to be listening for, pay attention to uh, after the losses from last year? Yeah, We we, we returned both of our, our starting guards, Garen Lewis and Eli Scoggins. And, uh, you know, and I've told the guys, we've been very upfront about, you know, everything will go through them. Uh, They'll be, you know, option A and option B, and, and, you know, they might even be option C um, before, you know, we kind of look to somebody else. But, uh, you know, the the role players will be uh, just as important. You know, those two guys will probably get most of the accolades. They'll score most of the points. Uh, But those other guys will – make the difference in whether or not we are successful and competitive uh, on a nightly basis. You know, we've got two seniors in, uh, in actually, uh, my son, Kaysen, and Ransom Lowry, who will be dependent, uh, will depend on a lot uh, to just really uh, pull a lot of rebounds and help us defensively inside. And uh, we've been on them pretty hard about uh, rebounding the basketball. And if they can do that, they'll make us uh, a whole lot better. Uh, I have another kid that's moved in, uh, Luke Tyson, um, who's also a senior, and he's he's added us another guard to the mix who will um, he'll take some pressure off of off of Garen and Eli. Uh, you know, I think before the season's over, as far as you know, handling the basketball and and, and picking up a little bit of the scoring slack. Van Buren County High School Athletic Director and Boys Head Basketball Coach Dustin Sullivan with us there on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. What say we do a double feature? Head up Highway 111, check in with a different boys coach, that is Josh Hurd, Cookville Cavaliers Boys Basketball Coach, as he prepares his team for what promises to be one heck of a run for this 6A club. Coach, simply put, you know, as the season is upon us, tip-off about to occur, just how are you feeling about the team this season? Well, I feel pretty good. You know, we've had some um, good practices. Uh, we've had some good days uh, on the court and off the court, uh, just learning one another and just playing with one another. You know, we've got a great group of seniors and a great group of juniors. And, uh, you know, and I can tell their experience has been kicking in because, you know, they're, they're leading the way for these younger guys as well. Yeah, how much easier does it make your job, and, and how much more fun does it make your job when you've got a group of guys that you feel like uh, c- can help lead this team in that way? Yeah, you know, I've always said, you can ask any of these boys um, this statement if I've told them that 
the best teams out there are led by players, not by coaches. So I've always told them that I want them to lead this lead this team and not and not the coaches do it. So uh, this year it's been indicative of of this so far that in practice, you know, each each one of these seniors is is doing just as much talking as I am. Um, you know, telling them what they're supposed to be doing, telling them where they're supposed to be at. You know, and um, so that's been a, it's been a good thing. It's been it's, it's been a blessing. Every team, every coach, early on in the season will tell you it. You are, we're being led by our offense. We're being led by our defense. Something is ahead of something. This year, do you guys feel like early on you're going to lean on your offensive prowess, or, or is it going to be a lockdown defense early in the season? Well, I'll tell you, man. You know, our offense has saved us a whole lot of times. You know, so. Uh, we can really shoot shoot the ball, and we got a lot of guys that can shoot it. But you know, our focus and key this whole every day in practice since we started has been defense. You know, we we understand that defense wins championships, and that's just not a slogan. That is that is a basketball mindset. You know, and and, and I'm getting these boys to understand that that the offense will come just because they're they're good enough to do it. The defense is what we got to make sure that we key off on and just do it every day. Again, I kind of go back to that: how much easier does it make your job? Question, but. I mean, how much easier does it make it when you know that uh, the offense is going to come, you can trust these guys to be able to go out there and, and just make shots? Yeah. And, you know, and uh, if you've seen our offense before, a lot of people, you know, we do a lot of five out and just and just play. You know, you'll hear me yell out, just play all the time because that's just that's, – that's not a play. That is just me telling the boys, just go, go play basketball. You know, so they have a skill set that allows them to do that. So it, it makes it a whole lot easier. You know, I don't have to have 200 plays down here. Uh, I can just have, you know, five and then let the boys go do what they do. <laughs> Obviously, one of the other advantages you have is numbers, right? Not just in terms of your upperclassmen, but top to bottom all the way through the freshman class. What is that depth going to be able to do for you guys early in the season? Man, it's going to do a whole lot. And the biggest thing is in practice. You know, we're able to, to put 10 guys, 11 guys on a practice court and have it competitive day in and day out. So that's what that's what gets us better, you know, when we are able to to really hone in and practice and go against competition, you know. So, you know, we got we got three juniors that, you know, that could easily start any game. Uh, we have a we have a freshman group that is that is phenomenal. We got a you know, we'll have a freshman guard that, that comes in and plays, you know, if if it was any other season that we didn't have eight players in front of him, he would be starting this year, you know, so. Uh, you know, it's 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 really good just just to have the numbers and be able to to sub in and out. You know, any two or three players and not have a drop off. You know, so that, that that's going to be really good for us. While it's a luxury, final question here, Coach. Uh, while it is certainly a luxury to have that level of depth, uh, how do you put together a starting lineup on a night in night out basis, uh, knowing that you've got you know eight guys that you could have in your five? Yeah, and the, the, the boys know this just because of the way we practice. You know, the starting lineup changes uh, depending on your effort in practice. You know, of course, we'll have one or two guys that will that will start every every day just because they naturally go hard and they're just you know they're our best players, but. You know that that four that fourth and fifth man. You know it could be it could be any of those guys, a, a senior, or it could be any of those three juniors. So you know they know that they have to put in the work in practice, and that's what leads into who starts. And, and you know for us, we don't just put five guys on a piece of paper and say, okay, you're starting for the whole year. We don't we don't do that. Uh, we put those five guys that are out there working hard, working their butts off, and that uh, makes our team um, better uh, before practice, in practice, after practice, and in games. Head coach Josh Hurd, Cookville Cavaliers boys basketball, as again they prep for what they hope to be a deep run into the postseason. Their girls team 
has made the final four in back-to-back years. Can the boys come anywhere close to making that feat happen in the glass house at the Murphy Center? We'll find out. Right now, we continue the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. On the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, head coach Joseph Aminette and the Bobcats joining me now. Coach, the season is officially upon us. It feels like just, uh, you know, last year was just a few weeks ago, but uh, how are you feeling here early on as the preseason is coming to a close and we get set up for uh, for regular season action Thanksgiving tournaments as well? Excited. Uh, really like our team. Um, really like where we're at uh, this early in the uh, this early in the season, and just excited to get started. Yeah, when you are this early in a season, you hear a lot of coaches talk about you know uh, we've still got a long way to go and still a whole lot to work on, and certainly I'm sure there is that stuff, and we'll talk about it. But what is so encouraging here early on? What's giving you so much uh, positivity here, uh, super early in the season? Uh, we just uh, the way our preseason's been and our, our first two weeks of practice, uh, just our competitive nature, uh, how the how the kids on the team really enjoy each other, celebrate each other, celebrate each other's accomplishments, and and our dedication to uh, to what we're trying to do as a team. What are the things that you feel like this team is going to have to work on and and improve here early on in the season to to make a uh, to set up a good run? I think it's going to be our defense. I think we uh, we really have an ability to shoot the ball, and we've got some size this year that we can that we can score in the paint. But I think um, I think we've got to find a way to um, to really find our identity defensively, and I think that'll be what what makes the difference between us being a good team and a, and a very good team. Sounds as if you feel like early on you guys will be leaning on your offense. Would you say that's a an accurate statement? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that I want to. That we're going to lean on our offense. I just, I think that we, you know, naturally that's our ability to shoot it. Um, but I think that we, that we're not going to, you know, we're not going to rely on the fact we're going to try to outscore people. Um, I, I think we can become elite defensively. I think we're just not there yet, and um, and that's kind of what we're going. Our focus is going to be. Yeah, you've obviously been coaching basketball and played, uh, you know, yourself for for many years. What is the difference in your mind between we can be great defensively and we can be elite defensively? What is great to elite? What's the difference there, and what does it take? I mean, I think there's a couple of things. I think you know, to be just elite at it, I think you have to have a uh, an everyday mindset that's got to be personal. Um, if if you're scored on, you know, that's got to be a personal thing, and then you have to trust your teammates. Um, because it's a team sport, and defensively you play it kind of as a team. And then you've got to, you know, when your when your when your teammates trust you, you got to be there. That, uh, that we're going to do what we're supposed to do. We're going to rotate the right way. And then I think it's just got to be a priority. I think it's something that you got to do. We do it every day in practice. We work on it every day in practice. We work on defense before we work on offense. And I think that I think that you're going to that you'll focus on the things that you make important. There are always pieces that you maybe get back, and, and every season, no matter what, there's always new pieces on a team. Who are maybe some of the new pieces for the Bobcats that we need to be uh, keeping an eye on or, or keeping an ear to the ground for? You know, I think there's two kids that have an opportunity to uh, – younger players that have an opportunity that a lot of people haven't seen yet. The uh, Will Spears is a six six sophomore. And uh, he's made great, great strides since last year as a freshman. 
He had a really good summer. He's had a uh, had a good scrimmage the other day that we played. And then we have a freshman, uh, Nathaniel Cobb, about a six four freshman that uh, that has a chance to um, to really help us and uh, and make us better. And then two other kids that that no one's seen before. Um, but we have uh, Brady Evans, a point guard, that's a sophomore that, that's got a chance to help us off the bench, and Gavin Daniels, that's a junior, um, that has an opportunity to help us. And then the, the rest of our guys, uh, people have seen, because we have a, a large group coming back from last year that played a lot. So I think those are four names of, of people that you can that, that you'll see help us in this year that nobody's ever seen play really before. Head coach Joseph Aminette, Pickett County Bobcats. Coach, before I let you go, uh, a lot of teams will play in Thanksgiving tournaments, no doubt, but you guys get the distinct honor of hosting one. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to Pickett County High School uh, to not only participate in a very competitive one, but get to be the host? Oh, it, it's pretty special. You know, about 30 years ago, um, Coach Charles Mitchell started a Thanksgiving Classic in Pickett County, and our community really liked it. Um, they supported it. We kind of went away from it uh, about 10 or 15 years ago, and then about eight years, let's see, probably six years ago, Coach Smith and I decided to try to get that started back, and we've got uh, some great sponsors in People's Bank and Trust and Aminette's Eagle Auction, and uh, they help us help us host. It's good for us to have home games for, for people to be home during Thanksgiving and for people that come into the community to, that are in town to visit their families. They can come catch a game, some former alumni. So it's pretty special uh, for us to be able to host and to have that there at our gym, and, it, and our sponsors help make it possible. Joseph Aminette, Pickett County Bobcats head boys basketball coach, joining us there. I thank him for that. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, we continue the High School Playbook. We head from Pickett County in Birdstown to Jackson County to Gainesboro to check in with Jackson County boys basketball head coach Kevin Thomas. How do the Blue Devils plan to fare this year? Coach Thomas, uh, a couple games into the season, obviously we've gotten past the Thanksgiving holiday, so it feels as if basketball season is really kind of uh, getting kicked off or tipped off, uh, you know, as it properly should be. How do you feel so far here early in the season? Maybe some things you've seen uh, that you've liked from your team, things you feel like uh, you guys have got to get worked on here quickly uh, to get yourselves ready for the next month and then obviously into district play in January. Uh, well, I'll just be honest with you. To, to have nine sophomores and uh, one senior and one freshman, uh, and uh, basically, you know, starting four sophomores and coming off the bench with sophomores, uh, I kind of like where we're at right now. We, uh, you know, we played some pretty good basketball teams and Friendship Christian and and Laverne and and Clay County, and I think Red Bullen's a much improved team. Uh, Van Buren County. I mean, we've had a pretty tough schedule, and to be three and three right now, uh, I've been pretty pleased. You know, we've had our ups and downs, but uh, these kids continue to to absorb and and want to grow and learn, and so uh, I'm excited about where we're at right now. You talked about it a little bit right there. Obviously, a whole host of sophomores. You do have the one senior, though. What is that one senior? What is having that at least one? Uh, you know, experienced upperclassmen do for this group of sophomores here early in the season? Well, uh, you know, Waylon Kennedy is just such a good kid, first and foremost. I mean, just uh, on and off the court, and the kids look up to him, and 
And, uh, you know, to have somebody that's been in some big games and he understands his role so well and and uh, what he's trying to do for us this year as far as being a leader and, and uh, you know, and, and being able to he's – a, he's, a, he's a really good basketball player, you know, as far as – especially he's a shooter, but he understands the game and, and he knows just about every position of where we need people to be and – he uh, he's just been a, a great asset to these young kids and doing the you know knowing how to do the right things. On the uh, flip side of that, on the other side is all of those sophomores. Who are some of the sophomores uh, that people have got to keep an eye out for or an ear to the ground for uh, that are really going to help push you guys uh, towards what we hope is a pretty high ceiling for the Blue Devils. Well, you know, uh, no doubt about it, uh, Will McCary. Uh, 6'4 sophomore for us that uh, has just had a great start to the year. I mean, I, as far as his age, since I've moved back to Jackson County, and this will be my eighth season, at his age, he's the most skilled uh, post player that I've had at his age, and uh, and I've had some pretty good ones over the last four years. So he uh, he's he's a... He's going to be really good. I think he's got a chance to be as good as anybody around this area. You know, to, uh, he can step away from the basket and, you know, score from 15 feet in and uh, either hand, and he's just got a lot of upside to him. He's going to be a really nice high school basketball player, uh, I think, this year and has two more years to go. And then, uh, of course, I really uh, I think our point guard to never play in a varsity basketball game these these first six for him, he's uh, uh, Parker Patterson has really proven himself as far as you know knowing how to take care of the ball, getting it where it needs to be, and and making some plays from the three point line and getting to the rim for us. So uh, I think those two kids for sure are the the two that uh, people are going to keep an eye on. You mentioned it three and three so far on the season. Where do you guys kind of lean here early in the season? Is this a team you feel like is going to be trying to outscore people, or is this more a team that leans into their defense, going to try to hold teams under you know forty or fifty points, and and try to just get over uh, that hump? Well, uh, for right now, as young as we are in our size, you know, uh, right now I think we're a team that's really going to try to push the basketball and score. You know, my teams in the past have been, uh, you know, pretty fundamental defensively and been pretty solid. Uh, this team is, they're going to be. They're just not quite there yet. Uh, as far as that goes defensively, they're really working at getting better. Uh, you know, rebounding the basketball has been a really tough, tough deal for us with our size with so many guards. Uh, but, you know, offensively, I feel like that, uh, you know, at all times we have five guys that can make that three-point shot, which makes us really dangerous. And, and uh, you know, because Will can too, and just having his presence inside, you know, uh, I feel like we can score the basketball. Scoring the basketball its the name of the game. You score more than your opponent. Hold them to less, you score more, you win basketball games. I know, I'm acting and doing my best John Madden right now. That was Jackson County boys head basketball coach Kevin Thomas talking about how they can make a deep run this season, but it will all begin with, as he said, learning to score the basketball, and of course earlier in the interview talking about learning how to stop the other team 
from scoring the basketball. Offense and defense. Crazy that that's how basketball works. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. As Upper Men's football team competes on the gridiron to win a state title in mere moments, we check in with boys basketball coach Bobby McWilliams, who certainly made a very big deal out of the fact that he is without several players who will be on the football field today for the Bees. Coach McWilliams, uh, some games under your belt. We're past the Thanksgiving holiday, so really feels as if the high school basketball season is kicking into high gear. How are you kind of feeling about your team here early on in the season? Some things you've liked, some things maybe uh, that you uh, feel like you guys have got to get fixed uh, as quickly as possible. Um, you know, we had a lot of unknowns starting uh, starting the uh, season for sure. Um, you know, we got several guys out playing football still, and um, so we had we had to plug in some guys that uh, had a lot of in, well, didn't have any experience and uh, that are really in, uh, inexperienced. Uh, uh, I mean, like had zero uh, varsity experience. So you know, that's always that unknown's always you know, kind of uh, difficult or tricky. But, uh, you know, up to this point, I think we've done uh, – we, we've played pretty well uh, for the most part. Um, you know, we've – since uh, the games have started, we've we've ran into a little bit of unlu- uh, unlucky circumstances. We've had – we've got had three guys at different times have had injuries. Uh, we're dealing with a little bit of sickness, and, you know, we're shorthanded as it is. Um uh, so we're practicing right now with eight guys uh, that are that we would consider to be fully healthy. We have nine there total, so that's been a little bit tricky in itself. But um, you know, I couldn't ask you anything more out of these kids. They they are practicing so hard and playing hard and and competing at a very high level with some uh, you know much larger um, uh, good teams. And um, you know, we're we're fortunate we've won a few games here. Um, you know, up to this point, but, um, you know, obviously you want to, you want to win them all, but, um, you know, circumstances have, have been to where, you know, maybe we're not full, full strength yet. So, uh, but I, I'm really proud of these guys and they've all stepped up to, um, to really, um, you know, to our, um, I guess, pleasing side, as far as the coaches are concerned, I just really, uh, am happy with where we're at. Yeah, you're certainly in a very rare situation in rarefied air as there are very few teams that are going to be dealing with uh, not having their football players back at this point. Uh, we are absolutely super excited uh, for a, hopefully a, a Bees win on Saturday, but win or lose, and again, hope hoping for a big Bees win, but win or lose, kind of how do you get those guys back and get them into basketball mode, basketball shape, as quickly as possible without pushing them coming off of what is obviously the deepest football run you can possibly make. Sure. You know, uh, that, that has a couple of layers to it. Um, obviously, um, you know, you want these kids, uh, back when they're both mentally and physically rested. Um, and for me, um, if they're not really, you know, if they're not locked in mentally and, and able to change gears, then they they need some time to decompress and get themselves ready. Um, and then the second layer, another layer of that, I guess, would be, you know, uh, we're already going to be uh, four games into our season. 
Uh, we have a three-game slate next week, a three-game slate the following week, and uh, we've got four games in the next two weeks uh, coming up through Christmas break. So, you know, at, obviously they don't, you know, they, they're going to have to get back in there in order to get themselves ready uh, for even a January run. Um, it's going to take at minimum two, three weeks for them to get to where they're acclimated into the basketball structure. Um, you know, um, so, but we, we definitely, uh, are excited for our kids that are, that are playing football. You know, it's, uh, um, you know, for our school, it's a, this is the first time we've ever been in this game. So, uh, there's a lot of excitement there as well. And, um, you know, they hope and they're, they're winning, but either way, uh, you know, after Saturday, once, once it's all said and done there, you know, these guys that are coming back to us. Some of them are going to be obviously a little bit more ready, both physically or and or mentally. Um, but we're just, you know, looking forward to getting them back in there when they're ready and and healed up and uh, see what we can do over the next three or four weeks, getting them prepared and those kind of things, and see what we can do, you know, by mid January. Where does this team have to get better? Whether it's with the football guys, without the football guys, where do you have to improve? throughout the next month to feel like you're really ready for that jam-packed, loaded, and, and obviously extremely talented district schedule coming up in January? Well, you know, we have um, four kids that, that started for us this summer um, play football. We have nine total. And, you know, getting, getting those guys back uh, and getting them into the mix wherever they fall is going to be critical to us. I, I think that's that's going to help us take that next step of, of really being able to compete on the state level. Um, it's just the strength, the size, the experience. I mean, all those kids played last year and played lots of minutes, and you just can't you can't replace that. You know, they they we won the district last year, which is equivalent to winning the region, I guess, in football. But we we won the district, and you know, um, and so we're looking to build on that, but. Uh, you know, I, I think the experience of the young kids that are getting getting playing time now, I think that's 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 going to be something that uh, is really going to pay dividends for us uh, later on in the season. We've had some kids step up that uh, that they've, they've gotten an opportunity that um, that they're going to be a big part of what we're doing, obviously going forward. But you know, being able to have uh, ten, twelve guys in practice consistently every day um, is going to be um, it's something that's going to help our team as much as anything. We we just don't have we don't have enough kids right now that are that are that are suited up in practice to to go five on five. So sometimes and has been for the last two weeks, our only five on five action is what we're getting in the games. So we're doing a lot of things on the fly, and that's very hard for inexperienced kids and young kids. And that's what we have a team full of. Um, I, I do have two seniors right now, um, but you know, one of those that didn't get any playing time last year got one junior right now, and he didn't get any playing time really on the varsity level last year. So uh, we're learning on the fly. But you know, like I said, I, I can't ask any more out of these guys. They they are they have played really beyond my expectations as far as uh, being able to compete with the teams we're competing with because we've we've played pretty much all you know, 4A schools, and that's all we have slated in the next two weeks as well. 
Well, luckily, that is all they have slated over the next two weeks because the football players who will play basketball and be very successful this year for the Bees, well, they're on the gridiron set to compete right here, right now, or that is over on Kicks 106 Country, 1069 Kicks Country and Sports Radio 104.7. There we go. They're over there about to kick off against Pearl Cone to compete for a state title then and only then win lose or draw they'll return to the hardwood and tip off that season probably after a week or so off to get their bodies right minds right and get some shots up in the gym for the high school playbook I'm Colin Castleberry thank you to everyone for listening now if you don't mind unless you missed any part of today's show uh, well, even if you did, you'll have to catch it on ucsportsnation.com or up on our Facebook and Twitter because if you tune to Sports 104.7, well, folks, you're going to hear Upperman competing for a state title against the Pearl Cone Firebirds. Come listen to myself and Wes Shanks on the call in Chattanooga at the historic Finley Stadium. This, though, has been the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Head up the interstate towards Knoxville. We close out the show with boys head basketball coach Taylor Denny and the Cumberland Jets on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach Denny, so excited to speak with you. Another season is upon us. Uh, it feels like just uh, you know a couple weeks ago, last season came to an end. How excited are you and the guys uh, to get another season off the ground, or I suppose at this point uh, having just tipped off a new one? Yeah, you know, everybody, like I told the boys on the first day of crash, uh, uh, practice, this uh, the first day of practice should feel like Christmas morning. Uh, you know, you, you should be uh, as excited as possible. So we're excited. Obviously, we, we've hit some bumps in the road early. We've had a really tough schedule. Uh, but we're excited to keep getting better throughout the season and see what happens. Yeah, you mentioned it there, right? I mean, bumps in the road this early. It's November, so they're not as concerning. But – that tough schedule, what went into to scheduling so difficult so early? Is that something you, uh, you've you always put an emphasis on? You know, so, sometimes, uh, obviously, we, we like to schedule tough. We think that helps. We think we play in a really tough league. Uh, so we think, you know, if you, uh, you, know, if you, you schedule a bunch of cupcakes early in the year, uh, it's going to be a struggle for you in district play. So we'd rather struggle early and hopefully play better late. And then sometimes that's just kind of how the schedule works out with people having open dates and those kind of things. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, when I started making the schedule, I didn't necessarily want to go to Pickett, to Cookville, and to Ray to start the year. Uh, but sometimes that's just how it works out. And all three of those teams are really, really good. I don't think any of the three have lost yet uh, and, and might not for a little while. But they're all three really good. So hopefully that will pay off for us at the end of the year. What did you see from your team in those three games? What can you learn from three extremely difficult tests here uh, in mid-November? You know, we've got a lot of young kids. We've got, you know, three seniors and no juniors. So a lot of the kids that are playing for us is their first real varsity experience. Uh, so, you know, you have to understand how hard it is to win, how hard you have to play, how well you have to play together, how well you have to communicate. Uh, so we're, you know, we're learning that the hard way with a little tough love early here. Uh, but, but those are things. And I think we'll get better as those things as we get more experience. We start getting everybody back. We've only had one game with really our, our whole lineup there. Uh, so really hoping. Uh, that uh, that the experience of playing these really tough teams and seeing what it looks like to be a really good team will pay off for us down the road. How do you combat uh, getting the season started? You've been practicing. Now you're finally getting to play some games, and all of a sudden now you got to take your or you do take a couple of days off uh, in the Thanksgiving holiday. How do you kind of combat that feeling like you're just getting the engine rolling and then you got to stop for half a second? 
Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's hard. So, obviously, we're, we're going today. We'll give the guys a couple days off. We actually don't play o- over Thanksgiving at all this year, which is uh, is new for me. Every year I've been the head coach, we have played uh, over Thanksgiving. So, yeah, just making sure uh, that they're doing what they're supposed to do. You know, an off day can do everybody some good, especially as hard as we've been going early in the year. Uh, but, you know, take that time, you know, tell your, you know, without your parents, none of this, uh, you know, you're not playing basketball. So make sure you're telling those people to help you out uh, that you're thankful for them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, hopefully they'll do some stuff on their own. Uh, that's the goal, at least. And then we'll come back this weekend and uh, get ready for next week. You talked about the three seniors. Plenty of people across the Upper Cumberland are going to f- be familiar with your three seniors. But you also mentioned a lot of guys getting some of their first varsity experience. Who are some names that people need to keep an eye out for in those underclassmen ranks that are really going to help uh, get you guys where you want to go uh, if you get there? Uh, you know, Houston Torres is our uh, point guard. He's a freshman. Um, you know, so he got he got uh, dinged up there, rolled an ankle pretty good in the Pickett County game. So he missed the Cookville game, got him back. So, you know, trying to get him back in the swing of things. But he's got a chance to be a really, really good player. Uh, he tries to do things the right way. Got a couple of uh, other younger guys that are coming along. Uh, you know, Saul Sitt and Andrew Dennis. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, you know those, those three guys got to keep getting better for us to get where we need to be. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you mentioned it. You play in one of the toughest leagues across the Upper Cumberland. Uh, what do you love about playing in an extremely tough district? And obviously, uh, you know, I would say what are the cons, but the cons are it's a really tough district, and that makes it really hard to, to get where you guys want to go. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there, there's no easy nights in our league. Everybody's well coached. Everybody has good players. So anytime, regardless if you're the best team in the league or the worst team in the league, Every game is really, really tough. So, uh, you know, that, like you said, that's the hard part. The good part is you, you stay, uh, you know, you stay prepared all season long. So if you are lucky enough to make it into postseason play, we saw that with Stone and White County last year really got to make a run. They've been in some really tough games with some really good teams. So when the region tournament and sectionals and whatnot rolled around, there was no shock for them. They'd already been there and done that. Uh, so, you know, that, that's kind of, we, I've, I've coached before in leagues that maybe aren't as good. Uh, which, which is great as you're winning a bunch of games, but then all of a sudden you get to the region tournament and you hadn't been in a close game in a month. Uh, you know, your kids don't know how to react there. So I think playing in a tough league is always a good thing uh, you know, to help you as far as the postseason play goes. Head coach Taylor Denny, Cumberland County Jets. Boys basketball in Cumberland County should be a great year for that, whether it's Stone Memorial or Cumberland County. That helps close out the show, though. Thank you to Taylor Denny, along with all of the rest of our guests this morning. I'm Colin Castleberry. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. This has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders.